The Lord be with you. A reading of the Holy Gospel according to John. At that time, Jesus revealed himself again to his disciples at the Sea of Tiberias, and he revealed himself in this way. Together with Simon Peter, Thomas called Didymus, Nathaniel from Cana in Galilee, Zebedee's sons, and two others of his disciples. Simon Peter said to him, I'm going fishing. They said to him, we also will come with you. So they went out and got into the boat. But that night, they caught nothing. When it was already dawn, Jesus was standing on the shore, but the disciples did not realize that it was Jesus. Jesus said to them, children, have you caught anything to eat? They answered, no. So he said to them, cast the net over on the right side of the boat and you will find something. So they cast it and were not able to pull in because of the number of fish. So the disciple whom Jesus loved said to Peter, it is the Lord. When Simon Peter heard that it was the Lord, he tucked in his garment where he was lightly clad and jumped into the sea. The other disciples came in the boat, but they were far not far from the shore, only about a hundred yards, dragging the net with the fish. When they climbed out on shore, they saw a charcoal fire with fish on it and bread. Jesus said to them, bring some of the fish you have caught. So Simon Peter went over and dragged the net ashore, full of 153 large fish. Even though there were so many, the net was not torn. Jesus said to them, come, have breakfast. And none of the disciples dared to ask him, who are you? Because they realized it was the Lord. Jesus came over and took the bread and gave it to them, and in a like manner the fish. This was now the third time Jesus was revealed to his disciples after being raised from the dead. When they had finished breakfast, Jesus said to Simon Peter, Simon, son of John, do you love me more than these? Simon Peter answered him, Yes, Lord, you know that I love you. Jesus said to him, Feed my lambs. Then he said to Simon Peter a second time, Simon, son of John, do you love me? Simon Peter answered him, Yes, Lord, you know that I love you. Jesus said to him, Tend my sleep. Jesus said to him a third time, Simon, son of John, do you love me? Peter was distressed that Jesus had said to him a third time, do you love me? And he said to him, Lord, you know everything. You know that I love you. Jesus said to him, feed my sheep. Amen, amen, I say to you, when you were younger, we used to dress yourself and go where you wanted. But when you grow old, you will stretch out your hands and someone else will dress you and lead you where you do not want to go. He said this signifying by what kind of death he would glorify God. And when he had said this, he said to him, follow me. The Gospel of the Lord.
follow me. Follow me. Follow me. Those are the last words of Jesus in the gospel today. His words. Follow me. Oftentimes, we can have a sense when we come to church on Sunday, give me something to take home, Father. Preach to my Monday and not to my Sunday. So here's the bottom line. Want to know the whole summation of the homily and the living word of God preached to us today? Two words. Follow me. The challenge we all have with that is there are many competing voices out there in our life that say to us in various ways, follow me. You little ones receiving your first Holy Communion, when I mean competing voices that say, follow me, thanks to your parents and your desire, you've stepped out, you didn't have to, but you've stepped out and heard the voice of Jesus that said, follow me, and you're here. A competing voice could be, well, I got my toys at home. <laughs> I, I, I could be out in the park playing with my friends. There are a lot of voices, and those are good in of themselves to do that. But the voice of Jesus came to you and said, follow me, and with the help of your parents, Parents hearing that at the baptismal font, you have responded to that invitation. Follow me. For us adults, kind of maybe putting in our language, there are many competing voices out there, and they may not even be voices. You see, the voice changes when the living word is read. It may be your voice reading to your children or grandchildren or your brother or sister the living word of God in your home, and I hope you do that. The voice changes, but the word is eternal. You know, the voices I'm talking about are those voices that can come in our life amidst all our technology. All that technology, you know, the voice that can come across. The voice of, follow me on Facebook. The voice of, follow me on Twitter, and no, I'm not going that way. But that voice, the voice of truth, follow me on Twitter, follow me on Facebook, follow me on Instagram, you young people, follow me on TikTok, follow me on TikTok, follow what I do. There's nothing wrong with competing voices in a way that kind of leads, as long as those voices are leading us to who? To Jesus, who says, Follow me. Who comes to meet you and I on the shoreline of our life. Peter didn't know what to do. There he was in the gospel today. He didn't know what to do and he said to his friends, he says, you know what, I'm going fishing. I'm going to do something I love to do. And Jesus came to meet him on the shoreline of his life. Fishing's not bad. So Jesus met him there. 
And at the end he says, follow me. Jesus prepared and met him and prepared breakfast for him at a charcoal fire. How many of you little ones have been on a camp out? I'm talking about you charcoal fire, a fire, fire's good. But there also was a charcoal fire in the inner court of Caiaphas, where Peter denied Jesus three times. That charcoal fire in Scripture speaking about this encounter with the risen Lord who they did not recognize. Who performed that act of charity and said, come, come on. Have you caught anything, children? And you see, they were out fishing. And oftentimes, if you've ever been out fishing, when you're out fishing, you're listening a lot. There's silence. There's different things. So they could hear the voice of the Lord from the side, from the shoreline, because they broke away from the activity of their town or whatever to get out a little bit in God's creation and heard that call. Are you ready to step away from the charcoal fire? Are you prepared to step away from the charcoal fire? See, Jesus once again meets Peter at a charcoal fire. Fire's not bad in and of itself. Just like many things that we have out there aren't bad in and of themselves. Technology can be used for a lot of good. But if you spend too much time with that charcoal fire, you might get burned. Charcoal fire. What is, what is my charcoal fire? And what I mean by that, what is my creature comfort? On the shoreline of my life, where does Jesus come to meet me at my charcoal fire? Don't take this in a bad way. I'm not, I got a charcoal fires too. But he comes to meet us on the shoreline of our life, life and he looks at you and me and he pulls us away from that into a personal relationship. I was talking to Deacon Larry before and he said, Father, we read in the short form or the long form? And that's some kind of our struggle as pastors. Well, I don't know. Can they handle the long form? Our attention span is like really little now. A friend of mine was working in a world's gym, right? And he had it in Philadelphia. And he was talking to me. He's like, hey, these are our advertisements. This is what we got. But it's got to be 15 seconds or you'll lose people. To bring the long form. And I said, if I had the capability, I'd make it even longer. I'd get it all the way to verse 25. It stopped at verse 19, John 21. 1 through 19. I would have gone to 25. You know why? Because after Jesus looked at Peter and said, follow me, what did Peter do? And we know that Jesus took him away from the charcoal fire so that he could help Peter let go of his shame, of his fear, of his worry of following Jesus and maybe letting him down again and gave him that opportunity to offer that threefold response of love into his threefold response of denial that happened in a moment of comfort in the court. Jesus needed him bad. 
Jesus was there, spat on the face, punched in the face, convicted wrong, and Peter crumbled in the comfort. And as you read on to, on, on, on to verse 25, it says that after Jesus said to Peter, follow me, immediately after, Peter takes a glance over his shoulder to the one who's called the John who wrote the gospel, and he says to Jesus, what about him? And sometimes when we address our charcoal fires and we say, well, I'm here, I'm comfortable, I'm good, but I'm not that bad. I at least say grace over meal at work. Or maybe I don't because someone may see me do a sign of the cross at work and may move me into a degree of uncomfort. John says, what about him? And points. And Jesus says, you follow me. You, Peter, follow me. Jesus wants to move us away from our charcoal fire. Where does comfort in my life as a child or an adult keep me from hearing the voice of Jesus? Little one's back at you, okay? You may be like, Father's way up there. This is what I'm talking about. You're up in your room, okay? And you're either doing something you like, you're playing with your friends, and mom or dad calls you to come down for dinner. That's the area of comfort. That voice of your parent on the shoreline of your life saying, come down for something to eat. Your parents are trying to pull you away from that charcoal fire. The comfort of maybe being out playing in the yard with your friends and to hear the voice of your mom and dad come in and the question of, have you made your bed? Did you clean your room? Friends are coming over tonight. Comfort would be, well, I don't want to go make my bed. But you hear the voice of Jesus in your parents saying, follow me. The reality is, my brothers and sisters in Christ, is Jesus is always going to call us out of our comfort. He's going to want us to have those moments of comfort, those moments of rest, to come together and to gather around him, to be fed as you little ones will be fed for the first time in the Eucharist. He's going to call us out of our comfort at times, and don't fear it, because it's incredible. God's mercy in the sacrament of reconciliation, which you little ones receive, experienced for the first time that was uncomfortable i gotta go before someone mom and dad and actually tell them that i didn't pick up my clothes or i told you that i did my homework and i really didn't that's uncomfortable but in that uncomfort we're we're led to a certain degree of freedom that opens our heart to the voice of jesus in our life where he says to you and me, simply, follow me. Follow me. That's the bottom line. That's the bottom line. If you take any, anything away this Sunday, it is that. Let Jesus speak to your heart this week. 
Hold on to those two words. It's going to come in a different way. It may very well happen when you're driving your car. It may happen when you're cooking a meal. It may happen when you're out gardening in your yard. It may happen as a parent when you get that one little solace of silence for five minutes in your week. I know my grandmother used to say, and this is probably the best thing to say in a homily, but she said she was in the bathroom. She had a prayer book in there. And that's where she got her silence. And it was in those moments, the ordinary moments of our daily life, where Jesus comes to meet us. And he comes to pull us away from those things that are good. But if we spend too much time with those things that are good, so good, like chocolate cake. I like chocolate cake. So good, right? Sometimes you get pulled away and eat yourself some little greens. Eat some butter, eat some butter beans or some green beans. That's good for you too, but it don't taste good. But it's going to bring you some nutrition. You're going to feel good. But I don't feel good eating those greens. But I'm telling you, follow me and eat those greens. I didn't listen to my mom and daddy about eating my greens. When I first started eating my greens was when I was in the army. When they gave me one plate of food. And it had a piece of cake on it. And it had some greens and it had some mashed potatoes. They were instant. Had a couple other stuff. And you ate what you disliked first. <laughs> Get that out of the way because you're trying to fill your stomach. And then you ate what was really good last. Listen to the voice of Jesus this week. Where is he calling you out from the charcoal fire? of your daily life, those things that hold you back from his voice. Where is he calling you out? Where is he pulling you away from everybody else? And where is he looking at you with the eyes of love that he looked at Peter? Not holding on to what his faults were or his sins of his past or his failing, but he looked at him with love. And Peter recognized him in his voice and what he was asking of him because he didn't see him personally. Where's Jesus in my midst this coming week? Who's going to be calling me out through my friends, through my family members, through others to follow him? Let's hold on to that word this week. These two words. Follow me. Follow me. Follow me.